Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. Just in case you forgot. Um, this is episode three for us. Yay, we made it. <laughs> you can sound uh, more or less enthused, I think. Good job. I am very enthusiastic, so suck it. Well, I'm going to question that. Anyways, uh, what is this week's in-flight cocktail for you? Did you come up with anything? Uh, air? Is it air or recycled air? Because there's a difference. I bring my own air on airplanes. What do you think I am? Some I make kind my of own plebe? air. No, you don't make your own air. That's not how that I make works. make my own air. <laughs> no, I'm special like that. I don't need to recycled air bullshit either. Because apparently you're a tree. Yeah. Duh. Um. <laughs> you're so weird. I am a tree. I might be jacked up on a lot of caffeine and sugar right now because I got up stupid early to do adult things before this. Care to rephrase that? What sort of adult things were you doing? I bought new tires for my car. That is not how we define adult things. <sighs> I was adulting. Is that better? It's closer. But when one says uh, they've been engaging in adult activities, they don't mean changing their tires. I was adulting this morning, damn it. And not like that, you perv. You said it, not me. You perv. Anyways, um, should we talk about one of the, the big news stories about travel stuff right now? Yeah. Do you want to start? Or... Which one wow are we going airlines. with? There's two. Wow Airlines. There is. There, well, there's there's a bunch, but I think one of the major things is that Wow Airlines is not a thing anymore. They're just done. Yeah, they announced that Completely this morning. Done-zo. And I think a lot yeah. of people kind of had a hunch it would happen because they've been canceling so many flights out of the U.S. But I think they Which, thought they had an investor on the line and they just apparently couldn't reel that fish in. Because Wow Airlines is a budget international airline that is known for being cheap for their airfare and also having um, really limited carry-on sizes. Yeah, a couple years ago, I flew Wow to New York, and I was so proud of myself. I spent six days in New York, and I saw their baggage policy, and you only get a personal item for free. And I looked at that. I was like, oh, no way. You are not ringing a single extra cent out of me. So I packed for an entire six days just in a tote bag. And boy, was I smug about it. You get on the plane and you're like, look at all you idiots. You paid for baggage. Losers. But how many layers were you wearing in that moment? No more than usual. Just clothes and a jacket. And not even a big jacket because it was, uh, yes. I typically wear clothes on planes, but yeah, just that and a trench coat. God, that makes it sound so much worse. It was a classy trench coat, not a <laughs> I'm a flasher trench coat. Uh, but um, sympathy to everybody who actually had uh, WOW flights canceled on them abruptly. Yeah. Well, it's got to suck because I don't think they're doing anything to help. I think Iceland. They're just like, good luck, Icelandic everybody. Air or Iceland Air, whatever it's called, is picking up some of the slack and helping people get out of Iceland. Uh-huh. But if you were still in the U.S. and you had a trip planned, yeah, well, eh, sorry. Which, Icelandic Air is actually, an, I like them. I've been on them. They were pretty good airline. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's got to be an upgrade. You can actually have carry-on items instead of like a grocery <laughs> bag. God, when I flew, wow, it was 
God, it was quite the experience. So one of the things about WOW, because it's such a budget airline, is they don't give you anything for free. There's no drinks, there's no snacks, there's no food, nothing. You are completely on your own unless you wanted to pay kind of a premium price. Like, here's a sandwich. It's $12 and it's tiny. Whoa. It's three bites. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it. Make and it last. So everybody brought their own food, typically. I... I had planned to bring food, but I ran out of time. Did they give you water? No, no water. Or do they charge you for that too? Everything is for a price. Holy shit. Yeah, it was bad. So I had planned to get food during my layover in Reykjavik, but the flight was delayed and we ended up having like a 15 minute layover, which is nothing. Like you were sprinting to the other end of the airport to get to your next gate. And, um... So I didn't end up bringing food. I am starving. And when I get seated, I'm next to a Scottish guy, I believe, or maybe he was Irish. It's been a couple years, so I'm a little foggy on the details. She apologizes if she's insulting anybody right now. Oh, they're all the same. Just kidding. Please don't hate me. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Don't hate me. I was joking. And remember, Melinda is the nice one in this instance. And in most instances. That I'm the nice one? Yeah. Oh, that's news. (laughs) You're aggressive, but you're aggressively nice most of the time. What the hell are you drinking today? Nothing. Anyway, let's get back to the story. (laughs) And so, and the girl on the aisle, the woman on the aisle was from New York. And she kind of gave off like a... mm, You know what? I'm not going to describe it because there's nothing I can say that would be nice. She had just told the guy, well, you know, I've been in Patagonia for the last six weeks on a self-finding mission. I did yoga in Patagonia every single morning, and it was so amazing to greet the sunrise. And now I'm following my bliss to Los Angeles because my spiritual guider told me (laughs) that I can do the most good in los angeles well everybody knows los angeles is where the heathens are that's why you went there for so long exactly that's why i visited <laughs> yeah that's why i visited i had to say hey what's up my heathen homies but like you know when you're on a plane and you're not a chatty person and you get stuck next to someone who's super chatty and it's just really uncomfortable because how do you tell them to stop talking to me well hey i'm gonna nap now wake me up if they come by with free food well, it was more challenging. That's how you do that. Because I was watching this guy get sucked into her story. and About sunrise yoga in Patagonia, where she was. Uh-huh. Because it'd be a little weird if she was doing yoga every morning in a different location. Yeah. That's not Patagonia. So I'm on the window seat listening to this, and I'm thinking, oh, this poor sap. He's going to be stuck with this girl for the rest of the flight. We've got like five hours left. And lo and behold... He is right there on the same page with her. Yes! And you can tell that these two are completely two peas in a pod because when we are up to cruising altitude, she folds down her tray table and slams an entire wheel of stinky cheese onto her tray table and just starts digging in. How did she get so much cheese on the plane? It's a solid. That's what I want to know. But still. Well, I... Is it one of those, like, you have to eat it before you land because it'll be confiscated at customs? Probably. Okay. And then he follows suit. He folds down his tray table, whips out a bag of crackers, and a little Ziploc baggie full of pickles. <laughs> pickles in pickle juice. Yeah. Well, you gotta, um, 
Pickle juice is good for, like, recovery if you're an athlete or hungover because all the salt. But he was neither. He was a yogi, it counts. Oh, no, he didn't. He said he wasn't into yoga, but he he admired those who were into it, and he just loved their spirituality. I like doing yoga, but I don't think I'm that spiritual of a person, like, at all. Well, you also don't say things like, I'm following my bliss. Well, I'm going to start because that just sounds fucking amazing. (laughs) Right now, I'm following my bliss. What's up? To the cake? No, that's gone. I ate it all. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a cake in a cup. It's not like I ate a whole, like, eight-inch cake or anything crazy. But this flight was absolutely insane because it was like watching a live episode of The Bachelor unfold right next to you. Like, they told each other their entire life stories. It was only a five-hour flight, but by the end of it, I felt like I knew them because they had told me absolutely everything. And I kid you not, when the flight landed, her dad called, and or maybe she called her dad, but she ends up passing the phone to her new friend. Did she call him her new friend? And she goes, Daddy, or something more. She's something like that. It was like, Daddy, I want you to meet my new friend. And so he's chatting with her dad, and I'm behind them in customs. And they're exchanging numbers, and he tells her what hotel she's in. And he I tells her not, what like hotel she's in. Terminal. What hotel he's go. in. Oh, <laughs> and literally, they leave the terminal holding hands. Oh, you should have turned to him and be like, "Are you going to offer her your rose? Because that's fucking amazing." He gave her some pickles, and they shared the crackers. I guess that's close enough. It's like a rose. I guess that's close enough. But yeah, it was absolutely fascinating just sitting there going oh my god i've never seen like it was like lightning in a bottle these two hit it off like that and of course the two people who bring stinky food on a plane they should get married that's just how that works pretty much and you know what good for them for finding love on a cheap budget airline flight (laughs) that no longer exists like they can't even commemorate commemorate their love by going on another trip on that airline again well, it was 2017, so they had a chance last year. I bet they're married. But no more. I hope they're married. I they hope, probably I hope are. everything went They've well. they tiny babies that do yoga. And eat stinky cheese and pickles. Yeah. Oh, God. Those two. Jeez. But yeah. Um, bye, WoW Airlines. I guess. I wonder how. Um, bye. Spirit Airline is like the domestic American equivalent of that. I wonder how they're going to fare. Well, I think the difference was is that. WoW popped up when there was a boom of tourism to Iceland, and that boom hit really hard and then started to taper off. And because of that, you know, their sales just weren't quite up there. They tried to expand into other markets, but I I don't think it was sustainable at the prices they were charging. But if you do get a chance to go to Iceland, I highly recommend it. It's kind of expensive because everything's imported, but freaking amazing. Loved it. Yeah. I'll go back someday and spend more than 15 minutes in the airport. You should. It's great. It's pretty. Oh, I got a concussion in their airport. That's usually not something people brag about, but um, how did you get a concussion? No, but it's the only Iceland story I have. So I was... No, it wasn't a concussion. I busted my lip. Well, now I'm disappointed and don't want to hear the story. Okay, next story. (laughs) So I was standing in line... (laughs) at our gate and yeah i'm gonna tell you anyway are you kidding me? i like that we paused for and a transition was you're like, like nah i'm telling you anyways <laughs> and um it was near like, the f- eating area 
and there was a door that led back to one of the kitchens, but it was flush with the wall, so you could open it and see it from the inside, but from the outside, it wasn't evident there was a door there. And someone threw the door open, and it slammed me in the face and just busted my lip wide Yikes. open. Yikes. Yikes. That's my Iceland story. Iceland beat you up. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm never going back. Just kidding. I will go back at some point. You should go back. There's a lot better things to happen to you in Iceland besides your lip getting busted. I hear that. Nobody else seems to have this story, and I don't know why it's exclusive to me. Because horrible things sometimes happen to you specifically when you travel. Yeah. A.K.A. Vomit seat. Vomit seat. Anywho, um, so last week's episode, we kind of teased that this week we'd be talking about what actually what we actually put into our bag. Um, I guess more specifically, I think we were gonna do. Um, uh, help me out here. I could, or I could just leave you hanging. Which one's more fun for me? Rude. Um, shoot. <laughs> uh, like um. Uh, you love like, me, you know how it. to how to get around filling up your little uh, court Ziploc bag with liquids. What other options there are out there and whatnot. Also, again, we're still not sponsored by yeah. any of these brands that we're talking about right now because we're new. Of course, we're not. I've seen our download numbers. We're not sponsored yet. Help us out, people. Subscribe, yet. listen to us, love us, <laughs> leave reviews on things because I think that helps us out too. Yep, subscribe so that. We know you actually get the episode, and I don't have to forcefully put your hand on the download button myself. I mean, if you let me borrow your phone, I can help you out, and I'll subscribe to us, whether you want it or not. Just don't help my mother with that. No, 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 no. Let's not get ourselves both in trouble. (laughs) She messaged me to say, I hear you and Melinda did a web thing. I go, uh, okay. She goes, yeah, but I can't get it to work, so I I just have to assume it's good. Yes. Yeah, let's go with that method. Also, everybody assume it's good. Thank you. Yeah. That's our PSA for the day. You can just cut to the chase and give us a five-star review. I haven't listened to any of the episodes yet, but I hear that it's pretty funny and amazing. Five stars. I'm good with those reviews. You know what? If you want, if I know you and you want to leave a review, just let me know. I will send you the text and you can paste it right into the comment field. (laughs) Is that cheating? Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Not if they don't find out. Oh, oh, yeah. That's how cheating works, right? I think so. I think that's exactly right. I don't know. Anyways. Okay, Karen in Georgia. That's what happens when you listen to too much of that. You just say, start saying, look, listen, and exactly right. And also, well, here's the thing. That's kind of (laughs) my new favorite way to lead into things sometimes. It's great. It kind of makes people panic a little. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's talk about toiletries. So, oh, I'm going first because I just decided. Oh, I was going to preface this by saying... I know when these 311 rules first rolled out, a lot of people were upset. Like, I can't bring my full thing of conditioner. I can't do this. Oh my God, what am I going to do without this, this, and this? I think for some people that was a difficult transition. But for me, not that I was traveling a whole lot during this time period, it made things easier because I wasn't packing things that weren't unnecessary, that were unnecessary. Because I know... Like when we went to Florida back when I was 13, my mom and I both thought we needed to bring a full-size shampoo and conditioner. Well, yeah, God forbid you have to share. Why? So on the one hand, yes, you are limited on the things you can bring. If you do carry on only, if you are super attached to these products and you need to check a bag, go for it. But if you're the person who kind of, like me, wants to stick it to the airline and not pay baggage fees, 
is it's actually kind of freeing in a way because you're not you're cutting out the dead weight so yeah you can't bring everything but think of how much easier it is for you by being limited and there's still ways to find things to make your traveling uh like as close to being home almost as you can for certain certain products you know you can it may not be the exact same thing as you use at home every night but it's something to help you out you know what i mean yeah and kinda but i'm just gonna keep talking as if i do understand smile and nod sarah smile and nod smile and nod yeah so and the other thing is by cutting down liquids you are limiting the risk of bottles exploding in your bag so there's a bright side yes it's all kind of security theater and the idea that you are safer because you're only bringing three ounce bottles is complete garbage everybody knows you're no more safe with a plane full of people with three ounce bottles than you are a plane full of people with larger bottles there was an SNL was sketch say. several years ago about about um, training the TSA agents, and they say, well, okay, so here's the new rule. You get a bag, a liter bag with three-ounce bottles in it and no more than that. And someone raises their hand and says, okay, so if anything under three ounces is safe, what is stopping a person with their three-ounce bottles from meeting up with another person with three-ounce bottles and combining them? Oh, well... They won't do that. Well, it, it's complete, like, I don't know. It's it, kind of like asking the, you if anybody's something in your bag that you're not aware of. How would you know? Yeah, or, like, the fact of the matter is, is that the limitation on liquids does not make you a single percent safer than before. It just doesn't. And that's the unfortunate fact that sometimes when you deal with air travel, it's that you have to follow rules that are stupid. Like, there's not really, there's a lot of ways you could phrase that, but they all boil down to that that rule is stupid. It's very true. But it, on the other hand, I actually like it. Like I like not feeling like I can or should bring tons and tons of bottles of junk that I'm not yeah, going to open. I, I, it, I mean, I've never gotten to the point where it's like, oh my God, my little bag's too full of stuff. I have to pick and choose now. It It is nice that I don't have to pack like unnecessary things. I like it. I kind of like it. And who doesn't like looking at like the little yeah. travel size stuff anyways? Exactly. You get to feel like a giant. And it is, it's purely security theater, something that is designed to make you feel safe without actually making you any safer. It, it's kind of a fact of life and we don't really have a whole lot of control nope. over that. But the good thing is, is that there are plenty of alternatives that help free up space in your liquid bag, but still do the same job. That's what I was trying to say. You kind of got, got there. there. Or maybe I'm just tired <sighs> and didn't get it. <laughs> so one of the things that we've seen pop up on um, travel groups is people are always asking, oh, hey, I saw this thing about this brand called Lush and they make shampoo bars that are solid. Has anybody tried them? Do they work? All that good stuff. It happens more often than it probably should. I feel like that's a well-covered topic, but, but apparently it's not. Uh, Lush shampoo bars. How do you feel about them, Sarah? Well, here's my disclaimer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And that's that I worked for Lush. I worked for Lush for six years. And so I, it would be irresponsible for me to not disclose that. So there it is. I worked for Lush. Um, despite the fact that I worked for Lush and got a lot of free stuff, I'm actually pretty critical of them because 
while some of their products are really nice, a lot of them perform poorly relative to what you might get at a grocery store. They're wasteful plastic alternative. Yeah, so here's the thing about Lush is you get to feel good because you're buying an all-natural product that's fair trade, and they're often vegan, though not always, and they don't waste a lot of plastic or packaging of any kind. So those are the pros. The cons are that the performance isn't always great, and they certainly aren't ideal for all people. And a great example of that is the shampoo bars because... Okay, they're packaging free, so they're not wasteful. The products smell really nice. The problem is is that they are really heavy on SLS. And SLS, some people think it causes cancer. I don't believe that personally, but who knows what causes cancer. Living. I'm pretty sure living Um, is the lead cause to cancer. So the thing about SLS is that it's a detergent, and it's a really strong detergent at the levels they put it in their products. So because of that... It's really astringent and it strips color out of your yeah, hair. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I have partially dyed hair and they're all sorts of colors usually. And my color has like no chance against those shampoo bars. It's it's gone in two weeks if that's what I'm using while traveling. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Um, oh, See? no, I'm doing it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so there's a trade-off involved. It's solid, which means it's not taking up space in your liquid bag. Um, and it's not going to leak on your stuff, but it's not a long-term solution for hair care. So if you're traveling for two weeks and you wash your hair every other day, you're probably fine. Um, if you wash it every day, that might start to push it a little bit. So we're, we're kind of talking like, it's going to be dry, it's going to be tangly, and it's going to look a little crazy because chances are you're probably not drying it with a hairdryer. You're letting it air dry. So it's going to... Unless you're in a a nicer hotel that provides that. Which, you know, it's not a a 100% guarantee hotels of what kind of hairdryer. Yeah, it's not a given. I mean, the nice thing is it does smell really good. You can also double it and use it as your body wash because that's what I do because Mm -hmm. it's soap. It's literally just soap. Um, Yeah. I mean, it smells really good. You just get crazy hair. Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind is that Lush has... I don't know how many different variants of shampoo bars at Ooh, the moment. I can look it up. But several. And, okay, you look it up. And, you, um, you babble, so you babble. The, You're doing great, kid. I'm so good at babbling. You guys have no idea. Okay, you, if you've listened <laughs> this far, know. you probably yeah. have a pretty good idea. I'm so good at making things up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so of the range of shampoo bars, they have some that they say are dual-purpose shampoo conditioner. They have ones that they say are more... Um, conditioning than others they have all kinds of intended purposes and i think that's somewhat of a stretch because the base product at its core is all the same the different bars have different additives so some might have this oil or this fruit scent or whatever but they're the same there's also 14 of them oh 11 shoot yeah so it's gone up since i worked there and yeah so a lot of times the salespeople will try to tell you, oh, if you had bad luck with this one, get this one because it's more conditioning. I don't find that to be true. You're never going to get that like slick conditioned feel from even the ones that are supposed to be quote unquote conditioning. Shampoo conditioning. Yeah, I don't get yeah. the conditioning effect from any of them as much as I wish I did. Yeah, so when people ask, do you um, do you recommend less shampoo bars? I give it sort of a hesitant yes. Yes, 
it will clean your hair. Your scalp will be clean. And those bars last a really long time. So if you invest in one now, you'll probably have it a year. Like you use very, very little of it to get the job done, which is why I suggest if you get one, cutting it into quarters and only bring in a quarter because you're not going to go through it in two weeks or three weeks or probably not even unless you're going to the land of perpetual so, sweatiness. Yeah. So the thing about them is because they're soap, they can get kind of mushy and that will use up your bar faster. So you have to like swish it through your hair and put it somewhere to dry outside the shower almost immediately because it can take a while to dry out and you don't want it to get funky. Well, the worst case scenario is that you kind of just scoop it out with your fingers the next time if it has melted. It's not that big of a deal. It's mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. It's still usable. I mean, so it's a good... Yeah. Those are the shampoo and bars. There, there's more places that do shampoo bars other than Lush. Um, I found one at a soap... Sh- what? At a soap shop at um at the one of the the beach places oh crap where were we i think we were at ocean shores in washington there's a soap why can't i say that a soap shop soap and they also had shampoo bars so i bought one i haven't tried it out yet but i think if you go on etsy you can usually find people that have made shampoo bars and conditioner bars so there are more options than just Mm -hmm. lush yeah i highly recommend if you're in the u.s because outside the u.s the shipping's a little crazy um checking out a shop called center square it's like a a reference to hollywood squares um, but with smells but it's spelled scent as in sense of smell exactly and they have a great conditioner bar that if i still lived in the u.s i would buy again i bought one of those again shipping is and it was probably you bought i bought one from them and it's probably by far the best solid conditioner i've tried from them i mean it's still not the same as liquid conditioner but it's pretty damn good for traveling if i'm feeling you know fancy yeah and it does give you like the the slick feeling you know when you condition your hair and you can run your fingers through it and it just kind of slick slips right through it gives you that feeling and so yeah i highly recommend them the one i got i think was called pink sugar yes that's what i got smells so good see great minds yep so Sometimes it's a little bit of hit and miss. You have to kind of try things out until you find what works for you. But if you're looking for a solid alternative, Lush is not a bad place to start. It's just not necessarily the end-all be-all. I wonder if you could use like one of their actual bars of soap for shampoo. Or I I wonder how that would end up. I don't know. I don't know if I want to try that. Yeah, I'm always fine with using shampoo as soap. I'm not... I've not had success using soap. I have shampoo. not had the guts to try it the other way around. Yeah, I think you'd need something really, really. Their soaps tend to be pretty drying. Like I don't think they're super moisturizing, so I don't. I think they might be worse for your hair than the shampoo puck itself. And maybe I don't know. If but... anybody's tried it, contact us. Let us know how it worked out. Yep. So that was shampoo pucks. Yes. What other alternatives? What other solid products do you use? Is there anything else? <laughs> well, we've um, shoot. Well, uh, Lush also has massage bars that are good if you need like um, like a hand lotion or a body lotion or anything. If you tend to get dry skin, that's something also you could cut mm-hmm. up easily. Bring that solid. 
again, you could probably find other people that make it. Yeah, I've actually also used... Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, Etsy is an absolute treasure trove. When you get something bad from Etsy, it can be really bad. But if you find a shop with really good reviews, try it. I mean, what's the worst that can and happen? And everything's usually reasonably priced for that kind of stuff online, too. Like, y- you get a good chunk of product mm-hmm. for your money. So... Yeah, and the one from Center Square, that conditioner thing, I don't know if they've reshaped them since I ordered mine last, but they're yeah, it's, pretty Yeah, it's hefty. been a while. I think I still have half of mine, too, so that's kind of saying something. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other solid alternatives. Solid moisturizers for your face are really good because you can also use those on your hands. Um, or solid oh. toothpaste, like toothy tabs Which or those, toothpaste powder. We've gotten toothy tabs before in the past, and they've worked pretty good in a pinch. It, I don't think it's something I would want to necessarily rely on on a whole trip, because a little tube of toothpaste doesn't take up a whole lot of space, but they're pretty handy if you no. just feel like you need a little freshening up um, once you get off the plane. And then you don't have to like dig through everything. You just yeah. need the tabs and a toothbrush. Easy peasy. Yeah, there's a brand... I don't remember what it's called, but they sell them at a local store called um, DM or Dam, and um, the they also make a variation on toothy tabs. And I thought I'd really like them because they're a bit more densely compact than Luscious toothy tabs. Luscious toothy tabs come in a little bottle, and I found that if you shake, if that bottle gets rattled even a little bit the tabs start to turn back to powder which is fine like i have no problem dipping my toothbrush in and using the powder because that's all you really need but so this other one is more compact like a pill and i was really excited because i thought oh these aren't going to fall apart in transit well i use them and so the toothy tabs just kind of foam up and are a little bit gritty like baking powder well, these ones turn into an actual paste, Ooh. but it kind of felt like chewing on Ew, notebook no, paper. Oh, no. You know, when you're really little and there's that weird kid who's like, try chewing paper and you're like, okay. And you do it for half a second. You're like, I no, was never uh, a paper uh. chewer. It was kind of like that. One of my really good friends was, and I was like, she seems to like it and I like her, so it can't be that bad. And I was wrong. Oh, yeah, Moose agrees. I, yeah, he thinks I, I was wrong. Moose. And I have been seeing um, ads for there's Listerine tablets that you chew and it turns into mouthwash. And in the commercial, it's someone mm-hmm. sitting in the middle seat of a plane using it. So if I can try and find those, I'm going <laughs> to try them, I think, because I'm kind of curious on how that works. So I will if I find them, I will report back on my findings. Yeah. And that's kind of what you got to do is just kind of keep your ear to the ground because there's constantly people finding new ways to get around this liquid thing and yeah i mean just try stuff i don't know there's always something out there there. and then one of the one of the bags that is like quintessential to my traveling is something that sarah actually got me and it's a three pocket bag it's from roomy r-u-m-e and that's where the majority of all of my toiletries go into so i just have that one bag and then i have a little pouch with the makeup that i do choose to bring because I like, I like to not look like a 12-year-old boy sometimes. I like to actually look like my uh, passport picture. I find it weird. I find it weird that you think you look like a 12-year-old in boy the in the 90s, I totally look like Joseph Levitt Gordon from when he was on Third Rock of the Sun with the longer hair. Joseph Gordon Levitt on Third Rock yes. from the Sun? Did I not say that right? <laughs> no, you said Joseph Lor- Lovett Gordon. Gordon Levitt? Is it backwards? Oh. Well, I looked uh-huh. like him from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> 
when I was... Have you seen him? We should no, all be we, so lucky. we differ in appearances big time now. I think he got the better end of that deal, but I looked pretty similar to him as a child, so... Yay, 90s! Now that I think about it, Dude, yeah, there's a picture right. I'll send to you. It's... It's... It's gold. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I like to not look like a 12-year-old boy or, you know, look somewhat close to my passport picture when we go through the airport. So, I do choose to bring a little bit of makeup with me. Sorry. I mean, you know. Sorry. The dog is trying to wrestle me. Um, do you the mind? fuck was that? Anyway. Well, that's the thing is he just hit the mic. <laughs> it was like thong. <laughs> um. So how you prioritize how you pack is entirely up to you. There are people who want a full face every single day, no matter what. And there are people who don't put on any makeup whatsoever. And that that's fine. It's just, it's how you prioritize your packing. So by packing makeup, you sacrifice something else you could potentially pack. Whatever that is, who knows? It's a trade-off. Everything you pack is inherently a trade-off and there's an opportunity cost involved so yeah pack how you want in a way that fulfills your particular needs so if you're a makeup person pack your makeup if you're not a makeup person (laughs) you get a little bit more space in your bag but no i just and i don't bring like my good brushes i just get some cheap brushes that'll get the job done because i'm just doing really simple things just to make myself feel like i'm a little bit more put together than you know what i might be and if, you know, I'm potentially in a picture, I, I want to seem a little bit presentable. And when I come back and show people, I want them to be like, oh, that one's you, right? Instead of being like, who's that? <laughs> I don't recognize that Aww. ghost. Also, you guys, sunscreen's <laughs> kind of important. Yes. And there is a solid sunscreen. So if you're really hard pressed to fit everything in your liquid bag, that is another thing. But that I also you can like that um, reading different travel things, people suggest getting sunscreen at the location that you're at because it's going to be better suited for the area that you're at in the world. Have you seen that one? Plus, in a lot of places, they want you to use reef-friendly sunscreen. And so you need to pick one up there that you know fulfills the requirements of that local government. Also, I think we got sunscreen in Japan, and that was probably been my favorite sunscreen ever. That stuff was amazing. It really was, and I cannot find it anywhere now. You'd think we'd have it, because it was Nivea, which is a German brand. I cannot find this particular one for the life of me. Time to hit the internet. I know there's some of the Biore ones that we saw that were like the hydrating gel ones. I don't know. Their sunscreen was amazing. It worked. It didn't feel like you were wearing sunscreen, and it didn't make my face break out. A plus. Yeah, and we both, before we found it, we both got horrendously sunburned in Japan. Really, Moose. Proof that Sarah does have a dog. Okay. Because he just pulled a a bottle out of the trash and is now playing kick the can in the living room. You were calling me buddy, right? Not the dog? (laughs) If you have to ask. I think you already know the answer. Okay. You, where were we? Wear sunscreen. Yes, wear sunscreen. Don't get horrifically burned and then find the good stuff. Just go get the good stuff. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. We walked into a store where the women working there didn't speak English. At it was lush. We were desperate English. and we were looking for a lush. Be honest, Sarah. Okay, yes, it was a lush. And we were trying to communicate to them that we needed something to put on sunscreen. <laughs> uh, like, something to put on sunburns. Do you need Sorry. a spatula to put on your sunscreen? I know we're both really pale, but... 
<laughs> so we needed something to put on a burn and we're trying to communicate to them. And I end up, like the best I can come up with is pulling my the neckline of my shirt to the side so they could see the burn line and going, ow. And they're like, oh. And oh, oh. They looked shocked by how bad these because sunburns were. Like they, they could feel care, our pain. They take really good care of their skin and make sure that they don't get burned. And we're the idiots walking in with burns and they're like, oh my God, you're probably going to die from that now. Let me try and help you. They were so sweet, and yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, they were very nice, and they gave us little sample bottles, and which is kind of a lush thing anyway, but I think in our case, it was more of a, oh, we give out samples, but we're giving you a pity Like, you're not leaving sample. without taking this with you, because you're not okay right now. <laughs> it was very kind. I appreciate it so much. It helped a lot. So, so much. It definitely did. Oh, speaking of little samples... That's the other thing you can do. Go into stores like Sephora and get sample sizes so you don't have to bring a whole big bottle of something that you aren't going to I use up anyway. I think they let you do like up to three samples of things. I know they do keep track of it, so you can't go bananas on it. But if you want a uh, liquid foundation or anything, those little tubs will last you a pretty good long time as long as you know you're a little bit okay with maybe doing a lighter coverage than normal. But that is a good idea. I've actually gone into Lush because I couldn't find like little jars to put things in. And I asked, I was buying things there too. And I asked, I'm like, can I get a couple of the empty jars? And they kind of looked at me funny, but they're like, yeah, no problem. So, you know, that's always an option too. Because that's all <laughs> I needed was like that little jar and the lids actually stay on really good for them. So if you have any of those little sample pots, keep them, wash them out, reuse them, recycling, boom. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a thing that I've picked up in the last few years is when I use up a container of something, I look at it and think, could I use this somehow, whether to store decanted liquids of some sort or gels or lotions or whatever. And you'd be surprised with what you'll find is useful. So, and when they say, when you're in school and you're learned, you're learned. <laughs> We're not wow, good with our words today you learn, at all. At all. No. And you're taught reduce reuse recycle they're in that order for a specific reason because that's the order of importance reduce using things and reuse them recycling is the least effective of all three so it's something to be aware of when you're you've got containers already on hand can you reuse these can they be repurposed and lots of little containers can be super useful for putting different products in or putting your jewelry or it's just if you keep that in mind and you apply a critical eye to what it is you're using and buying, you'll find a lot of the stuff that you might buy, like little travel size bottles, you don't really need to buy. You've probably got something that you can Just use. don't hold on to everything in a hoarding manner, please. Use good judgment. Well, apply a critical use eye. Use good judgment. Don't be a hoarder. <laughs> but hoarding's oh, so fun. I'm not a hoarder. I just buy stuff and then immediately get rid of it. Like, what's that? I hate this. Here, it's yours now. What's that? My suitcase is too heavy and I have to ditch stuff? Here, Mr. Garbage Can, this shirt is yours. <laughs> it hey, did work. It worked. It did work. I just Marie Kondo You did that before Marie fly. Kondo was a thing on Netflix, though. You should have trademarked it. Well, it, it was a book oh, long okay. before it was a show. I'm kind of behind. I don't know. <laughs> We're catching up on old horror movies right now. It's so okay. That's been kind of fun. 
what because you're marie condoing your horror movies no just the ones on netflix here's the thing about horror movies like it's either gonna be really bad so it's gonna be hilarious or it's gonna be pretty good and you're still gonna make stupid comments during it because you're at home so no big deal okay don't you judge me yes and stop judging i'm using i'm using my one improv skill (laughs) yes and that's a terrible improv (laughs) skill that's just like sitting there and going and then that's like the primary rule of improv is whatever your scene partner says you yes and to move the scene forward because you have literally nothing to contribute and you're panicking no it i promise like the number one rule in improv is yes no and. I'm, I'm sure it is but it's, it's kind of a cop-out line well it's not literal you don't have to say yes and it's just that you don't disagree so that the scene regresses unless that's what you're supposed it's to be like doing saying, for like a weird comedy routine well they don't do routines because it's improvised that's true okay but you you get the gist you get what i mean <laughs> you, you get what i mean anyways sarah do you have a handy dandy travel tip for this episode yes my travel tip is keep your toiletry bag packed and in your suitcase so my my suitcase is in my room right now in a drawer and it has my toiletry bag in it with my travel size stuff all ready to go because i find the number one mistake i make in terms of packing is i forget something like my travel toothbrush or my tiny tube of toothpaste and it's so much easier if you put it in there and keep it in there because maybe suddenly you need to go on a trip like you just got an alert that you've got to go on something for work or someone says hey we've got a cabin and we want you to come out this weekend or you're just really bad at planning and you've got a trip coming up and you're leaving your packing to the last second if you keep it all in the bag in your suitcase ready to go you're not going to forget anything because it's all just there so there's no need to worry did i leave my toothbrush at the sink or do i have my tiny travel hairbrush just put it there Put it away and never worry about it again. I thought your tip was going to be about like people who unpack their suitcases and actually use like the drawers in the dressers at hotels and whatnot. No, because those people are aliens. I don't understand that. How do you not leave stuff behind? I have no idea. If you do this. I've never done it. Tell me your secrets. Tell me. Like, how do you remember everything? You are like, I don't know, well-organized person. I just... I don't know. Kudos to you for being able to do that, but I just, I don't get it. I would forget something, and it would probably be something that I'd really want back. It requires a level of sorcery that I don't possess. Nor me. I don't get it. But anyways, my tip of the week is going to be that as soon as you get home... Oh my god, <laughs> no, I no, no, you. I'm kidding. I am so <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize I've done it twice, and Sarah didn't stop me. <laughs> But every now and again, uh, I might I didn't try and notice. sneak that in again because it's kind of funny because nobody stopped me until later. And it's like, oh, yeah. You say nobody as if you don't have the, the I don't know, as if you don't have any control over your actions. I am not responsible for some of the things that come out of my mouth sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you know, just blurting things out and things I shouldn't have said in the first place. That is not how accountability works. It's not. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> But no, my travel tip would probably be like an, an actual legitimate new one is that make sure before you go on your trip that those little toy- toiletries you've had stashed away, that they're at a level of fullness that's going to get you through your trip. Like check how much you have of something left 
So then you don't get caught off guard that you literally have one day's bit of toothpaste left and that was it. Now you have to go find some. Gross. I have been there. Yeah. Although usually it's not because I've run out. It's because I took the tube out to because I ran out of toothpaste like the full size tube and I was like I'll just use my travel size and then it doesn't get back in the bag. Yeah. So check your check your liquids and make sure you have enough for your next coming trip. There you go. New one from me. There you go. I knew you'd have some original <laughs> thoughts. Eventually, but you know what? That that may come back in again. It's a good tip. <laughs> You're I'm just going to Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So, I don't know. Do we know what we're talking about next time? About how much I want to punch my dog right now. Just kidding. I would never punch my dog, but he is driving me insane. Moose. Shush. Well, on that barking note, um, I guess that's it for us for this week. Uh, tune in next Monday, I think, is what we've got going on for when or everything will be up. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, tune in at the beginning Monday, of your though. next week to hear more of our shenanigans and babblings and not being able to say things properly. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. You can... Pinterest. Pinterest. You can listen to us on... Geez, a bunch of things now. Uh, we're on iTunes officially, so yay! Mm-hmm. We are yay! Finally, yeah, that was a bit of a struggle. Um, we are on Stitcher and Stitcher, Google? SoundCloud, iTunes. Well, not iTunes, but Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Yeah, so check us out. Like and subscribe us. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe us. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>